0: Well, a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as we are so blessed every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to come together at this time, live at 4 o'clock Eastern Time, to rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in our faith. And uh, I'm so happy that you take some time out of your day on this lovely, lovely uh, June 16th. I do think a while, uh, but a beautiful day, breezy, nice nice and pleasant outside, sun shining. So I hope you're getting a chance to get outside and enjoy that, uh, this wonderful day. The Lord has blessed us with some beautiful weather this uh, June, so uh, get out and enjoy. Get outside and breathe in that fresh air and thank the Lord for this day, because this is the day the Lord has made, and so we rejoice and are glad in it. I'm glad you're here, my brothers and sisters, on this Tuesday and uh, today. You know, we came off uh, uh, Sunday, I should say, was the uh, f- beautiful uh, feast of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of the Lord. So uh, Holy Father, in both his Angelus message and his homily, obviously spoke about the beauty of the Eucharist. Uh, so I think we'll share those words with you. It's, um, I think out of all all the things that people really miss uh, during this time of, of pandemic that we've had for the past three months... Many things. I know, you know, Cheryl and I we just go <laughs> my goodness, we just want to grab our little grandchildren and hold them. We haven't seen them in three months, face to face. We see them face timing, but we don't see them face to face. And you just wanna you just embrace them and not let them go, you know. So you certainly miss that and missing visiting our children and our friends. Um and we're we're having a good time together though. We're we're not we're not sick of each other yet, I don't think uh but what we I think what everybody misses, those of us who are Catholic is is just that opportunity to, to go to mass on a regular basis, unobtrusive without the mask and all that other stuff, and just be able to celebrate and sing the way we used to and receive the Lord, uh, but especially receiving the Lord in the Eucharist and I think that's that's a big and i'm I'm very blessed here because um when Father Jason, who's a great program you just heard, uh, he and uh, coach McKenna pre-record those programs. So they come in every, every other week and record a few. And when Father Jason comes, he blesses me in such a beautiful way by celebrating Holy Mass here in our little chapel, the two of us, and uh, I get to receive. So it's just a beautiful thing. So I thank God for that opportunity and to have Jesus present here so I could spend time with him anytime I want. So that's always a great blessing. But I think it's what we all really miss the most, I think. Uh, is that being able to receive the Blessed Sacrament, Jesus in Holy Communion. So let's listen to the Holy Father today from his uh, both his Angelus and his uh, homily from this past Sunday, just a couple days ago, the Feast of Corpus Christi. Uh, we're going to pray, and as we do every day, my friends, we come together in prayer from across our very wide listening areas around the world, and indeed, I can say that because we do go literally around the world with all these means of technology that the Lord allows us to use. Uh, So you never know who's listening and and in what part of the world uh, they're listening from. But we know we do have listeners from, and even as far as people downloading our free mobile app, I think I checked it out a couple days ago, and, and aside from Antarctica... Our mobile app has been downloaded in every continent, which is beautiful because people can listen and watch uh, the program. By the way, if you are listening live at 4 o'clock on this uh, Tuesday, June June 16th, you can also watch it live on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia. Also, live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Media. And also streaming live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. Listening uh, in any way, number of ways, of course, our four radio stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but also uh, our streaming audio from our website, streaming audio and video on our mobile uh, app. And if you have the Amazon Echo or Google Home device uh, speaker devices, you can listen there as well just by saying play Domestic Church Media. Uh, So a great blessing uh, to be able to do that. So we're going to come together and pray. Uh, So much to pray for, right? You know, our country needs prayer. We need to pray for our president, Uh, pray for our our, our elected officials, that they make decisions guided by the Holy Spirit, whether they know it or not, (laughs) that they're allowing themselves to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Our country is in such turmoil. Pray for peace in the world, and especially here in our own streets, and cities, um, and pray for charity. Pray for love. Pray for respect. Um, it just pray for for unity. And uh, this, this division is horrible, horrible. And we know that division doesn't come from God. Division comes from the diabolical one, the devil himself. And so we have to pray, pray, and pray about that, and uh, be united. That's why it gives me great joy when we can come together like this. Although. We're not in the same room. You know, you can't catch anything from me. I can't catch anything from you. Uh, But we're so united in a special way spiritually. And I received lovely, lovely notes today, and I went to the post office to pick up the mail. And and in today's mail, very generous donations. Thanks to all of you for doing that. But lovely little handwritten notes just saying thank you so much. You know, one dear listener wrote and told me that she was a Polish immigrant who found— domestic church media during the COVID-19 pandemic, and she's been a listener ever since, and, and donor. So um, God does great things, and we're so honored to be able to have been here. You know, we we don't have to reopen here at Domestic Church Media because we never closed. We've been open 24-7 throughout this whole ordeal, and so let's in our prayer thank God for that, we're going to pray for our friend Maria. As If you were with us yesterday on Bruce's program, uh, Maria is still in the hospital. Of course, the, brain, uh, the tumor on her brain stem, um, but it has developed what they call uh, necrosis, and that is where the tumor seems to be beginning to destroy itself. So we're going to keep praying for this miracle. i got to tell you, I was, I was praying about it this morning, in uh, my day prayer here in the chapel and um just watch this miracle unfold and let's just let's just be confident in that um and the other thing I'm going to ask you to pray for oh boy <laughs> oh boy um you know a couple of weeks ago we had that uh horrible storm that rolled through um direcco the direcco storm where the or Dorico, Dorico, however you pronounce it, where the wind was so f- fierce and, and the rain. And uh, our AM transmitter here at 1260, our large AM station here in, in Mercer County that covers a wide area in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, uh, was struck uh, by electrical force, lightning, whatever it may, we're not really sure what it was, but it wreaked havoc on the transmitter. This transmitter is over 30 years old it did uh, destroy one of the um, modules in the transmitter. So our engineer has worked out something. So the signal is somewhere where it should be, but, but very low power. So it's just a mess. Um, and uh, as we look at it, it looks like the transmitter is going to have to be replaced in order to get back to full power and, and uh, where we should be. And, uh, oh, boy, it's hard to even say. The cost of doing this for the transmitter and the installation and the transportation of the transmitter itself is going to come to about $38,000. So we have to pray for a financial miracle here. As you know, summer is not the time to be surprised (laughs) like this with this type of an expense. Um, So please pray that someone in his or her great generosity would step out in faith and make a legacy gift to domestic church media that would buy for us a new transmitter here at, at the AM station, 1260 AM. And I said it last week, you know, if someone or a group of people or an individual a family can do this, what a great gift this would be because these transmitters last 30 years so. The $38,000 all or part of toward that would allow the transmitter to be transmitting the gospel to potentially millions of souls every day, 24-7 for 30 years and more. So it's a gift that will keep on giving. But I'm going to ask you please to pray. Either someone is listening or watching now. or will find out about the need. Um, we just really do need to do that. So please join us in that prayer. Okay, let's go. We're going to pray the prayer Holy Father has given us uh, uh, to our Blessed Mother during this time of pandemic. And then we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael as well uh, to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. So we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick, who at the foot of the cross were united with Jesus' sufferings and persevered in your faith. You know our needs, and we know that you will provide, so that, as at Cana in Galilee, joy and celebration may return after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the will of the Father, And to do what jesus tells us for he took upon himself our suffering and burdened himself with our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection and we'll pray our prayer to saint michael and the subtum presidium prayer to our blessed mother as i said to protect the church from the attacks of the devil and so we pray saint michael the archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast him to hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you, pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, thank you, my friends, for praying together. Thanks to everybody yesterday, too, during Bruce's program who called and who uh, texted and sent us your prayer requests. I know Bruce loves it when he receives all these uh, Uh, requests and intentions to be able to pray with you and to be so united with you in prayer. And as I said, and as you know, we we need prayer now more than ever, you know, uh, in this country. And here again, I just put it out there to just keep praying, spread the word because you never know somebody, you know, has, has the dough. (laughs) Somebody has the dough somewhere. Um, but the, the bill would be about $38,000. That includes the cost of purchase of the transmitter, transportation to get it here, installing it. We have to have a little uh, electrical work done uh, for this new thing. So anyway, we're flying on one engine basically right now here at 1260 a.m. Uh, and uh, we need to get that transmitter. So we th- I throw it out there. You know, ever since I first, ever since I began this apostolate, I, I always... Uh, Always use the words that John Paul used in um, echoing what the Lord said to the apostles. You know, put out into the deep, duke in Altum, cast the nets into the deep for a great catch. Well, now I need to catch $38,000, so <laughs> I'm putting—I'm casting the net out there Um because without the transmitter, that's like the heart of the operation. You know, if we don't have a transmitter, we, we're, we're we're not on the air here at 1260. So uh, it's still running, obviously. But as I said, we're it's flying on one engine. Uh, it's over 30 years old. So the part that was destroyed, they don't even make anymore because this transmitter is so old. So um, we're throwing it out there. And I, I just put it in God's hands, and I, I trust that, that our, somewhere— in our family of listeners, there is an individual or individuals who can make this happen without putting us in, in a you know a dire summertime situation because donations in the summer drop off anyway, and uh, you know we, we we usually we we operate hand to mouth. So um, anyway, thirty-eight thousand would buy a new tran- get a new transmitter here. We need it, and we don't know how much longer this thing is going to last here. We'd like to get it as soon as possible. Uh, to get the work going. So if you have it within your heart, pray about it. The Lord will guide you. Um, feel free to call me or email me. Uh, I'd love to talk with you about it. Uh, and uh, it's just something that we need. I always say, you know, as as main steward over the apostolate, one day I'm going to have to go before the Lord to, to give an account for my stewardship here. I know that. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this now for many, many years. And if we don't get a 1260 a.m. transmitter, the Lord may say, well, why not? And I said, well, at least I asked. At least I threw the net in the water. So, so I trust the Lord will take care of it. So pray about that. I, I wish we had, You know, I wish we had like a million-dollar endowment sitting in the bank somewhere, so I wouldn't have to worry about this kind of stuff. But uh, I think that's why the Lord put me in this position, because I'm not really a worrier. You know, I've never been and never have been a warrior, never been anxious about much of anything and just kind of go with the flow and trust in the Lord and just say, you know, he'll he'll take care of us. So I believe he will here, too, uh, with your help. So uh, now all I got to tell you, you know, I didn't know this, but I'll share it with you. I, uh, yesterday, the 15th of uh, June, out in Canton, Ohio. You know what Canton is famous for? No, not the Football Hall, Hall of Fame. Uh Canton, Ohio, is the hometown of Mother Angelica. And yesterday, a Mother Angelica Museum opened in Canton, Ohio. Um, of course, Mother is entombed at the shrine in Huntsville, in Alabama, but this museum is dedicated to her because it's where she was born, where she grew up. Um, and you can spend a day there at the Mother Angelica Museum. Tour and museum, they call it. Family friendly. Uh, Refresh, recharge, and renew. Spend the morning at the Mother Angelica Museum for a couple of hours. There's a chapel. uh, There's an outdoor grotto, a gift shop. And then you can have lunch at the little Italian kitchen there in Canton. I guess there's an Italian population there, but they have all set up so you can have lunch at the little Italian kitchen. Uh, it says as seen on EWTN, so I, I guess they had that. And then you can spend the afternoon at the Rhoda Wise Shrine. And, you know, Rhoda uh, Wise was the um, woman um, associated with mother's healing as a child. Um, and then finished the day with a visit to the Blessed Sacrament at the S- Sancta Clara Monastery. So it's the St. Raphael Center in Canton. It opened up yesterday. Um... And it's open to the public, so just so you know, it's out there. Cheryl and I were very, very curious about this. Um, maybe one day, of course, not right now because nobody's in a in a traveling mood, I guess. But maybe even have a pilgrimage go out there. Um, but I told Cheryl, I said, we if we get out, you know, we may drive out that way uh, this summer at one point because our son and his wife live in Michigan. Uh, for a visit, so we'd have to go through Ohio. I said, Well, we would we'll just stop there in Canton and visit the museum and see what it's like. And I was very happy. You know, growing up a, a diehard Yankee fan all my life, uh, back in 1970, 69, 70, in the early 70s, through the 70s, um, my favorite player on the Yankees for all those years was Thurman Munson, God rest his soul. He was killed in a, in a plane crash in 1979, but he was a the captain of the Yankees and a very popular Yankee, popular in my heart. He was like one of my uh, boyhood heroes. And he, too, was from Canton, Ohio. And, in fact, I looked up where he's buried out there. He's buried three minutes from the Mother Angelica Shrine. So I make a little pilgrimage to Thurman's, uh, Thurman's uh, uh, gravesite so and say a little prayer. He did. He converted to Catholicism when he, when he married his wife, by the way. So Anyway, that's a little aside. But Canton, Ohio— Uh, Mother Angelica, the museum, is now open. All right, let's go to Holy Father's Angelus message, and then we'll do his homily when we come back from our break. But this is from um, Sunday, the Feast of Corpus Christi, on the Solemnity of the Body and Blood. The Holy Father reflected on the mystical and communal effects of the Eucharist. And I guess that's, you know, really why we miss it so much, right? Uh, The Holy Father... Turned to the day's reading in which St. Paul describes the Eucharist celebration. He highlights two effects of the shared chalice and the broken bread, the mystical effect and the communal effect, the Holy Father said. He explained that Jesus is present in the sacrament of the Eucharist to be our nourishment, to be assimilated and to become in us that renewing force that gives energy and the desire to set out again after every pause or fail. The Holy Father said this, however, requires our assent, our willingness to let ourselves be transformed, our way of thinking and acting. Otherwise, the Holy Father said, the Eucharistic celebration in which we participate uh, are reduced to empty and formal rites. You now, when you stop to think, again, at the real presence of our Lord in the sacrament, the real True substantial presence that we consume. I remember one time hearing Father Groeschel. The first, um, one of the first times I ever heard Father Groeschel was actually in person. Uh, Cheryl and I were asked to do music for a Divine Mercy conference back in 1995, 25 years ago. Uh, my goodness. It was a weekend event. It was over at um, Our Lady of Fatima Parish in Ben Salem, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And Father Benedict was one of the featured speakers, as was Father um, Pablo Straub was there, Uh, Father Benedict Rochelle was there, um, and others. But Father Benedict gave a number of talks. And I remember him teaching about the Eucharist, saying that I consume the Lord in the Eucharist so he can consume me. So when you stop to think about our reception of Holy Communion, we consume the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, and he, in that action, consumes us. Holy Father Pope Francis on Sunday reminded us that, though, our assent, our willingness to let ourselves be consumed and transformed by the Eucharist, our way of thinking and acting, uh, has to be there. Because if it's not, if we don't give that assent to be transformed by the presence of the Lord in our in our body and in our being, that the Eucharistic celebrations that we participate in are reduced to empty and formal rites. And I think part of what we're seeing now, and it's not the fault of anybody... But you know, I think we've all pretty much had it. <laughs> at least I have, with the virtual attendance at mass, the streams. Um, uh, you know, because it's it's great that it's there, but I think we all miss the actual physical participation in the liturgy. That it's becoming very, uh, very. Um, just ritualistic we can't it's like looking we can't get into the room we can't get there it's we're, we're there's a there's a veil separating us from the true participation in the Eucharist, and I think we all crave that. Um, the holy Father went on to say the communal effect of the Eucharist is the mutual communion of those. To participate in the Eucharist to the point of becoming one body together, in the same way that one loaf is broken and distributed, the Holy Father said. He said that one cannot participate in the Eucharist without committing oneself to mutual fraternity. And you know, I remember hearing if you were with us on Friday, we had Father Dennis Gill, who is the director of Divine Worship over at the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, as well as the uh, pastor and rector of the, the Cathedral Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul. We've known Father Gill for many, many years. And uh, when he first became the director of divine worship in the archdiocese, we're talking 20 years ago, um, we used to have him on our radio program, and he would actually take live questions uh, from listeners about liturgy. But I remember him one time explaining even when we go to receive the Lord in communion, because people. You know the, the 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 church gives us norms for reception of communion, and there is a reason for that because we want to be in this mutual fraternity, this communal fraternity, in the way we we present ourselves to the Lord in the their in the opportunity or the action of receiving Him in Holy Communion, and if everybody is doing his or her own thing. There's a lack of unity, whereas communion with that we receive should be this this uh, um, uh, way of of doing it in 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 a sh- with a show of unity. So this is what Holy Father is saying that we can't participate in the Eucharist without committing ourselves to this mutual fraternity with our brothers and sisters. Uh, he went on to say that the lord knows that our human strength alone is not enough for this and that aware of the temptation to rivalry envy prejudice division he left us the sacrament of his real tangible and permanent presence so that remaining united to him we may always receive the gift of fraternal love i think you know the lord must look at the world today especially in our own country in our church and when he sees this type of division. It must pain him terribly because he wants us to be so united especially in the sacrament and it must it must really pain him and then the Holy Father explained that the dual fruit of the Eucharist first union with Christ and second communion between those who are nourished by him generates and continually renews the Christian community it is the Church that makes the Eucharist, he said, but it is more fundamental that the Eucharist makes the Church, allowing her to be her mission even before she accomplishes it. And that's the beauty of the unity of the, you know, the source and summit, as the Second Vatican Council described the Eucharist, the source and summit of our Christian life. Uh, we run a spot here by Bishop Sheen saying that the Eucharist is the center of the he said, "Imagine, you know, the the, the, the center of a, a a wheel, and and all the arrows pointing toward the Eucharist. Those, the, the center of it is the Eucharist, and all the other arrows pointing toward it are the other sacraments. The Eucharist is the the source and summit of our Christian life. And then the Holy Father prayed to Our Lady that she may help us to welcome with wonder and gratitude." the great gift that Jesus gave us by leaving us the sacrament of his body and blood. And this is why, you know, I think now, especially that we've been away from it for so long, and I know now they're starting to open up and they're allowing the reception of communion in various ways, you know, and dioceses are different. In the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, they're allowing reception of communion Communion, both in the hand and on the tongue, at the time of communion during the course of the, of the mass. Whereas in the diocese of uh, Metuchen, where Cheryl you know works at St. Magdalen's up in Flemington, they're distributing communion after mass, so that people can receive and then leave the church, so that the the exit from the building isn't all at once. It's it's gradual because people receive and leave, receive and leave, and the, so. I think this just disrupts people's, in my mind anyway, in in the way they're able to accept. And I'm not blaming anybody, and it has to be this way right now, I suppose. But it is something that I think is disturbing more and more people and wondering. But I think what it's making us see, if nothing else, is our total and complete desire and dependency on the reception of Holy Communion, which is the source and summit of who we are as Christians. And there's no doubt about it that when we receive, if we give that assent to do so, we are transformed by Christ. As Father Benedict Groeschel said so many years ago, I consume him so he can consume me. And if we take that attitude when receiving Holy Communion, we become transformed. It is, as Sister Ann Shields says, food for the journey, this great journey that's leading us to the Father's house. But here, while on earth, during this great pilgrimage to our Father's house, we need that nourishment. We need that sustenance. We need Jesus. I'll take a break, my friends, and I come back. The Holy Father's homily from Sunday on the feast of Corpus Christi. Stay where there's more to come on Come To Me.
1: St. John Paul II stated that for the disciple of Christ, evangelization is a duty, an obligation of love. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church states that evangelization is necessary for salvation. So we know we're called, but how do we do it? St. Paul Street Evangelization can help. To learn more, contact us at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. on these domestic church media stations.
0: 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen.
1: It must be understood at the beginning that the Eucharist may be considered either from the point of view of a sacrament or from the point of view of a sacrifice. In order to understand this distinction, because it is rather a technical one, we go back to the analogy of nature. Every day of your life, you partake of certain food, the products of wheat, vegetables, fish, meat. They all enter into the sustenance of your life. They nourish you, they feed you. But have you ever thought of this other side? Before they can ever nourish you, they must be submitted to some kind of sacrifice. Before they can be the sacrament of your physical life, they must die or be sacrificed.
0: The people you know and trust are on EWTN
1: want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful you have to check it out it's an internet site called goodshop.com goodshop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice and it costs you nothing the good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers stores you already visit online have teamed up with goodshop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause before you buy anything online go Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite
0: charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com From East Brunswick to East Windsor,
1: Newtown to Neptune,
0: Farmingdale to Flemington,
1: Spring Lake to Stockton,
0: from Colts Neck to Columbia,
1: New Hope to New Egypt,
0: Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. All righty, welcome back. On this beautiful Tuesday, June sixteenth, twenty twenty. Happy you are here, my friends, and I just found out that uh, our dear Maria and her family are watching from her hospital room. So, hello to the family and to Maria especially, and we're certainly, as you know, praying for you regularly, and we ask you too to pray for us, Maria, because I know that in your in your suffering that there's enormous power and efficacy in your own offerings. And uh, we'll unite both of our prayers. All of our family who's listened listen and watch around the world united with you in prayer right now. So I was asked to wave, and I'm going to wave to Marin and her family. So uh, Before we get on with the Holy Father's uh, homily from Sunday, again, if you're just joining us, I'm, I'm going to have to remind you, this is part of my job as steward over the apostolate, that our transmitter here at 1260 is on the way out. Like two weeks ago during that, uh, well, I keep wanting to say Durango storm, what is it, Dureco, Dureco storm, that uh, horrible storm we had uh, that went through last, uh, two weeks ago, on, I think it was June 3rd. It did great damage to our transmitter here. And um, uh, we thought we might be able to get, get a part repaired that would, Fix the situation, but there are no more parts for this thing. It's such a dinosaur. It's so old. So our engineer said we really have to get a new one. Um, right now we're flying on a single engine. We we need <laughs> four engines. We're flying on one. Uh, anyway, the whole kit and caboodle is going to cost about thirty-eight thousand dollars. So I'm just casting the net out into the deep. Here it goes out into the deep for a great catch and. Uh, I'm praying that catch includes $38,000 because that's what we need for the transmitter. So spread the word, pray about it. I've been doing this a long time, and every time we need something, just go to the Lord. He sometimes makes makes me wait, sometimes makes me, uh, you know, uh, I don't panic anymore. I'm too old to panic. It's, it used to used to panic. And I, don't, I don't panic anymore because we're still here, obviously. Um, but as Father Groeschel would say, he takes us right to the edge. So anyway, $38,000 to buy a new transmitter for 1260 AM. Uh, and I'm just tossing it out there. Here it comes. Okay, you got it. So, so somebody's <laughs> going to catch that and call me and say, Jen, listen, I have so much money, I don't know what to do with it. So let me give it to you. That's that's my dream and uh, <laughs> my prayer because we can't do it without you, and we need to keep 1260. Obviously, our our largest uh, largest FM station over in Freehold at 15,000 watts covers an enormous area, an FM uh, broadcasting uh, area over there. But our AM, I mean, it goes far. It, go, it goes up into northern Hunterdon County here in uh, New Jersey. It, it goes over to Jackson, New Jersey. It goes over to, to Bucks County, parts of Montgomery County, Northeast Philadelphia, it goes down south. So it's a large, large coverage area. We need this station on the air. And as I said, you know, if an individual, individuals, family, want to make that donation to buy the new transmitter, this new transmitter is going to last longer than me. <laughs> It'll be around for 30 years. Uh, and just imagine that 24-7, day and night, because of your generosity, the gospel will be proclaimed to potentially millions of souls every day, 24-7, because you opened your heart and answered the call. So, and altum, put out into the deep, so I am and so I do, and uh, we'll just put it in the Lord's hands. If you want to give me a call, email me, I'm I'm here, not right now, I can't talk, I'm on the air, but uh, after the show or Leave a message or something. I'm happy to talk with you. So, of course, Sunday was the great, great solemnity of the body and blood of the Lord. And Holy Father, uh, in, uh, as I just shared with you, His Angelus message, but uh, this is His homily delivered on uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday, and He began by quoting from Deuteronomy, Remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you. Pope Francis said today, Scripture readings begin with this command of Moses. Remember, shortly after Moses reiterates, do not forget the Lord your God. So remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you. Don't forget the Lord your God. Problem with today's world, right? People have forgotten in so many areas of life. Uh, Holy Father said, Scripture has been given to us that we might overcome our forgetfulness of God. How important it is to remember this when we pray. As one of the Psalms teaches, I will call to mind the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. And you know, we can all do that. I can I can do it. I do it all the time. You know, I, I think back to whenever I go over the course of our journey here at the Apostolate, time and time again, the great deeds of the Lord and the wonders of that's why I'm always so confident we'll get the transmitter because it's, it's always wonder after wonder after wonder. I mean, I'm sitting in a, in a room right now that, oh, I guess it's got to be 14 years ago. I would just stand outside the building. I couldn't get in the building. It was even ours, But I would stand outside the building. I didn't know what was in here. I knew there was a radio station that I felt the Lord was prompting us to pursue and here we are so many years later in this beautiful building. And if you watch the program on, on YouTube or on our Facebook page, you see this magnificent studio. I've been doing radio a long time, and I've been in radio studios uh, in many parts of the state and, and even parts of the country. And they're dingy, they're, they're small, they're cramped. I got to tell you, even when I was down at EWTN, <laughs> their radio studio isn't as nice as this. So God works wonders. And I love you know I love EWTN they do a great job, but they're in a smaller confined area. We have a nice little setup here. We have you know. uh, But it's it's because of God, not because of me. So Holy Father reminded us from uh, Scripture: "I will call to mind from Psalm seventy-seven verse eleven: I will call to mind the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old." Holy Father said, but all those wonders too. That the Lord has worked in our own lives. It is vital to remember the good we have received. And think about that. We can all, you know, we could all be moaning about all kinds of stuff. As Bruce and I were talking yesterday, you hear about some of the, the prayers that come in and the, the, the suffering that people are asked to endure. And we, you know, we we sometimes find ourselves, not just Bruce and I, but we all find ourselves, you know, bemoaning things that really are minuscule compared to the the great burdens that many people have. The only Father said, so we have to remember the good we received on a regular basis. He said, if we don't remember it, we become strangers to ourselves, passers-by of existence, he said. Without memory, we uproot ourselves from the soil that nourishes us and allow ourselves to be carried away like leaves in the wind. If we don't remember—I'm sorry, if we do remember, however— We bind ourselves afresh to the strongest of ties. We feel part of a living history, the living experience of people. Memory is not something private, Pope Francis said. It is the path that unites us to God and to others. This is why in the Bible the memory of the Lord must be passed on from generation to generation. He said fathers are commanded to tell the story to their sons, as we read in the beautiful passage, when your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of the decrees and the statutes and the ordinances which the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves, and the Lord showed signs and wonders before our eyes. You shall hand down this memory to your son. Maybe that's part of the problem today. You know, we, we, we are all distressed, by the generation, whether it be the millennials or those who—I don't know what the the, the generation is after the millennials, Generation X, whatever it is—but we read so much today about the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S, those who have no belief in anything, and they are the children of the baby boomers— who? Oh, granted, we we I I think baby boomers owe every generation that came after us an enormous apology because I think it was our generation that really turned the world upside down into a, a hedonistic, paganistic culture back in the '60s. In many ways, I think as a baby boomer myself. I mean, I can look back, even in my own thought process, when I was a teenager in early twenties, on on regarding faith and and the church and kind of creating my own uh, catechism in my own mind, thinking I was being a good Catholic. Um, but our the generation that came after us and our children, that generation have been become so tainted by a a humanist secularist uh, mentality and attitude and maybe we haven't passed down well enough or at all all the wonderful marvels that the Lord has done for us in the course of our life. Holy Father says there's a problem. What if the chain of transmission of memories is interrupted? And how can we remember that we have only heard unless we have also experienced it. God knows how difficult it is. He knows how weak our memory is, and he has done something remarkable. He left us a memorial. He did not just leave us words, for it is easy to forget what we hear. He didn't just leave us the Scriptures, for it's easy to forget what we read. just lost oh he did not just leave us signs for we can forget even what we see he gave us food for it is not easy to forget something that we have actually tasted he left us bread in which he is truly present alive and true with all the flavor of his love receiving him we can say he is the lord he remembers me that's why jesus told us do this in remembrance of me. Do, the Holy Father said. The Eucharist is not simply an act of remembrance. It is a fact of the Lord's. Passover is made present once again for us. In Mass, the death and resurrection of Jesus are set before us. Do this in remembrance of me. Come together and celebrate the Eucharist as a community, as a people, as a family, in order to remember me. We cannot do I'm sorry, we can we we cannot do without the Eucharist, for it is God's memorial and it heals our wounded memory. Very powerful words there from the Holy Father. And I think that's why we all even sometimes get angry right now. Don't we? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that it's a it's a healthy anger. It's not a, you know, it's not a righteous anger. It's a self-righteous anger. It's not a it's 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 not a uh you know a sinful anger it's it we're just angry because we can't fully participate in the Eucharist in the mass as we so want to the way we know we sh- should be and this is why holy father i think in his teaching says the eucharist is not simply an act of remembrance it is a fact the Lord's Passover is made present once again for us. This representation of the, the sacrifice at Calvary. In Mass, the Holy Father teaches, the death and resurrection of Jesus are set before us. It's right there. We're there. We're there at Calvary. And it's hard to be there from a computer monitor. That's, that's the problem we all seem to be having, I think, at this point. Initially, it was, thanks be to God, we have it. Um, and I know there are many people who are shut in who can never get out to Mass. Even when things were normal, they couldn't, so they're very grateful. And I, I, and I appreciate we should be doing that. I'm not knocking uh, um, live stream. It's important and necessary. But I think for those of us that, who, who could and would like to be in the Church, (laughs) celebrating the Eucharist with brothers and sisters being present there for the representation of the the sacrifice at Calvary, we miss that presence. And yes, there's a a beauty to spiritual communion, there's an act of sacrifice that we offer, but to actually receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity, to consume him, as Father Groschel said, so he can consume us in that way, We miss it. And Holy Father said that on Sunday, we should celebrate the Eucharist as a community, as a people, as a family, in order to remember Jesus. We can't do without the Eucharist, for it's God's memorial, and it heals our wounded memory, Pope Francis said. The Eucharist first heals our orphaned memory. We're living in a time of great orphanage, Pope Francis said, the Eucharist heals orphaned memories. So many people have memories marked by a lack of affection, bitter disappointments caused by those who should have given them love and instead orphaned their hearts. We would like to go back and change the past, but we can't. God, however, can heal the wounds placed uh, by placing within our memory a greater love, his own love. The Eucharist brings us the Father's love. Which heals our sense of being. I'm sorry, which heals our sense of being orphans. It gives us Jesus' love, which transformed a tomb from an end to a beginning, and in the same way can transform our lives. It fills our hearts with consoling love of this Holy Spirit who never leaves us alone and always heals our wounds. And again, all of this contained in that little white host. Jesus himself, the King of the universe, makes himself present to us under the appearance of ordinary bread and wine. And all of this healing, all of this uh, uh, um, healing that we receive from the Lord himself, the, 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 the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ himself in our reception of Holy Communion, He who transformed a tomb from an end to a beginning. And in that same way, Pope Francis said, can transform our lives. Pope Francis said, through the Eucharist, the Lord also heals our negative memory, that negativity which seeps so often into our hearts. The Lord heals this negative memory, which drags to the surface things that have gone wrong and leaves us with the sorry notion that we are useless that we only make mistakes, that we are ourselves a mistake. Jesus comes to tell us that this is not so. He wants to be close to us. Every time we receive him, Pope Francis said, he reminds us that we are precious, that we are guests he has invited to the banquet, friends with whom he wants to dine. And not only because he is generous, but because he is truly in love with us. He sees and loves the beauty and goodness that we are. The Lord knows that evil and sins do not define us. They are diseases, infections. I remember one time Pope Francis taught, it always stuck with me, that Jesus calls us by name, not by our sins. Now, the devil would love us to think that we reach a point in our own sinfulness that we're beyond hope, that we get to a certain point in our own uh, muck and mire of sin that that's it. That's, there's nothing beyond that. We're hopeless. Jesus is abandoning us. He wants nothing to do with us. But that's the very reason he came, because of the filth of our sins, to save us from that, to save us from death. because he loves us so much, and then to be able to leave us this great sacrament, to never leave us orphaned, to be with us always, even to the end of the age, in his real, true, substantial presence that is the Eucharist. And again, I go back and say, I believe this is why we all are at that point, I think. And I know churches are starting to open up, but they're opening up in a very, very different way. You know, you have to sit six feet apart. You have to wear the masks. You can't sing anymore. Don't pray too loud because you're spewing out your droplets, whatever. Even though you have the mask on, I don't get that. You know, we're asked to wear asked to wear the mask, and we can say the prayers, but we can't sing. Well, with the mask is on our face, what's the why? I I, I just don't get it. But I, I know so many people are so hungering for the Eucharist that it, it it's beyond how even how to express it properly without sounding bitter. But it's true. And again... The Lord says, as Pope Francis said, The Lord knows that evil and sins do not define us. They are diseases and infections. He comes to heal them with the Eucharist, which contains the antibodies to our negative memory. With Jesus, Pope Francis says, we can become immune to sadness. We will always remember our failures, troubles, problems at home and work, our unrealized dreams— but their weight will not crush us because Jesus is present even more deeply, encouraging us with his love. This is the strength of the Eucharist, which transforms us. I love this. The Eucharist transforms us. Think about it. We to have to end soon. So think about this as a parting thought. The strength of the Eucharist transforms us into bringers of God, bringers of joy, not negativity. We receive the Lord in the sacrament. And we become bringers of joy to others. We who go to mass can ask, What is it that bring that we bring to the world? Is it our sadness and bitterness or the joy of the Lord? Do we receive holy communion and then carry on complaining, criticizing, and feeling sorry for ourselves? This doesn't improve anything, whereas the joy of the Lord can change lives. And finally, the Holy Father said. The Eucharist heals our closed memory. The wounds we keep inside create problems not only for us, but also for others. They make us feel f- fearful and suspicious. We, are, we start with being closed and end up cynical and indifferent. Our wounds can lead us to react to others with detachment and arrogance. Uh, in the illusion that in this we can control situations, yet that is indeed an illusion itself, for only love can heal fear at its root, and free us from the self-centeredness that imprisons us. And what is, and that is what Jesus does. He approaches us gently in the disarming simplicity of the host. He comes as bread broken in order to break open the shells of our selfishness. Again, this, this homily, by the way, is, is on the um, Vatican website. You really should read it. It's a beautiful homily about the Lord's presence. I've got to go, but uh, g- check it out. It's, it's www.datican.va. Look under Pope Francis's homilies and, of course, this most recent one from Sunday. All right, enjoy the rest of this glorious day, my friends, and I will be back with you again tomorrow, God willing. Two o'clock tomorrow, we're going to bring you a special mass uh, celebrated by Bishop O'Connell um, from the um, um, mausoleum, I guess, over, anyway, it's a mass for the, for the dead. Uh, especially those who have passed as a result of the virus so i'll be back tomorrow have a great day god bless you